Hello, y'all, and welcome to Jackalope Tales, Urban Legends and Music, where we uncover, is it real or is it a jackalope tale? I'm your host, Charles Mooney. And I'm Lisa Umbarger. And also with us today are our production crew, Jenny. Hello. Jeannie. Buenos dias. And the mistress of line dancing, Natalie. Hello. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> uh, today, we're going to look at two seemingly happy songs that are mm-hmm. actually pretty darn dark. Yeah. If you've never heard the Macarena, um, <laughs> you're going to get to hear about that today. And, and who could imagine that being dark? I know. It's uh, dark. I know. And then mine, oh, the old song by King Harvest. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that band. But the song they know, I'm sure, Dancing in the Moonlight. You will never listen to these songs the same yeah. again. Dancing in the Moonlight. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. It really is. With a dark history. Oh, man. I know. It really was like, wow, I'm depressed after right. <laughs> thinking about this podcast. So it reminded me of um, Tyler. So when we were in the Toadies, we have a song uh, called Tyler. Yes. And people would come up to us and go, I love this song. It's our wedding song. It was our dance <laughs> song for our wedding. Uh, um, little do they know. Did you listen to the words, people? Yeah. I don't think they do. I think they just love the song. So Tyler is a song about a peeping Tom. Mm-hmm. And it a takes place- A peeping Todd? A peeping Todd. <laughs> um, so it's set in Tyler, Texas. So the story behind it is um, when Todd lived in Tyler, there was a peeping Tom running around, and he thought that this was the most brave person ever because everyone in Tyler had a gun. Yes. So to become a peeping Tom or a peeping Todd, um, you <laughs> yeah. had to be super brave. Uh huh. Because you were risking your life. Oh my god. To look in a window. Yes. So he was like, okay, if this person is is that brave, they probably are a little bit tinged mentally. Mm-hmm. So we imagined what this person would do, and this person would probably take it to the next level, and he breaks into someone's house. Mm-hmm. And he makes himself at home, gets yep. a beer. Yeah. Then it's no good can come of it. Yeah. Okay. And the person's in the room hearing it all happen right. outside. So yeah. And the female in the story is scared. So this is not a good story. It's not a wedding song, people. It's not happy. <laughs> it's not a love song. Yes. Do not dance to this song at your wedding. No. And um, actually, there was another song that's along those lines. The police's Every Breath You Take. Yes. They uh, use that for wedding songs. And I remember Sting was like, people, listen to the lyrics because it's about a stalker. Yeah. Uh, so these stalker songs, people are like, this is lovely. I'm going to dance yeah. to this with my one true love. Maybe that's how they met. <laughs> so. I met my stalker and it was true love. Yeah, I met him at first sight. <laughs> he, he broke into my house and stole my beer and I was like, I'm sold. Oh, it's my soulmate. <laughs> I think there's quite a few songs like that that people misinterpret. Oh, yeah. They can sing the lyrics all day long, but then they don't even really put together what they don't it's listen all to it. meaning. Yeah. Or so. they do like me and they don't know the words and they're just like, I insert meow. I'm like, ah, <laughs> hey, Macarena. I knew better. Know. I didn't get married to Tyler. So Thank God. Which yeah. What did you pick? Uh, let's see. Actually, um, when I recently got married four years ago, it was... Um, 
Frank Sinatra's You Make Me Feel So Young. That's right. I remember. Yeah. I was there. You were there. I was there. I know. I ate cake. I came for the cake. <laughs> and there was <laughs> a wedding that happened. You little shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you cut it before it was even time. I did, but I didn't even use a knife. I used a fork. Yeah. I was like, take my fork and cut a piece out. <laughs> and your big ass to-go bag. Yeah. <laughs> Always bring those at weddings. (laughs) Hide it as a diaper bag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, so let's start talking about the darkness behind these. All right. Who's going first? Uh, Am I going to go? Yeah. You want to go first? Go for it. Because I'm talking about a fun song. Ah, yes. The Macarena. And they play this one during the, uh, after the wedding, usually. They'll do all that out there on the dance floor. Yep. Thank God you did not play this at your wedding. Oh, hell no. (laughs) (sighs) I didn't want to see all the old people dancing. No. If you've been any place with a large number of people where they gather... (laughs) You're going to hear this song. Everybody knows the dance. Oh, God. Do you know the dance? Um, Bits and pieces, but no, I've never performed it myself. And I'm so glad to say. So most people know the dance. (laughs) Maybe we can do a dance video. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. But everyone knows just two words from the song. I doubt if anyone knows any other words to this song. And it's the... At yeah. the end of the chorus or verse or whatever, because yep. I don't even know if it has those, where they go, hey, Macarena. Yeah. And, then, uh, <laughs> and then they do a pelvic thrust. <laughs> yep. Um, so, <laughs> pelvic thrust. This song is the reason why I no longer go to weddings, because <laughs> at some point in time, someone is going to play this, and thank you, and uh, my... Gratitude to Courtney, your beautiful bride as well, oh, for yeah. not doing this. And not... Oh, yeah. This or the chicken dance. All yep. that shit. And uh. I do make people sign the no Macarena clause before I show up at a wedding. When I do, or a funeral or whatever, a family event. Right. The no Macarena clause. In fact, that was in our um, writer for the podcast. Yeah. Because before... We came in here. They were doing the Macarena all the time after a podcast celebration. Talked about it all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of high five, they'd Macarena. Y'all say that and you think it's funny, but no no one around here was doing the Macarena. But when I was on vacation, it was a sailing trip and we were playing this game called Presidents and Assholes. And where you make up rules as you go. And one of the rules was when you made, played a certain card, somebody had to do the Macarena. Oh. And that particular night, our boat captains were playing with us. And I have never seen anyone, the captain of our boat, he was like this very stoic man. But when it was time to do the Macarena, when that card would get played and he would have to do the Macarena, he was so into it. And he knew it so well. So, Captain Dino, shout out to you and your love of the Macarena. I noticed that you're saying Macarena. And I'm saying macarena, like mac and cheese. Uh, Yeah. I prefer mac and cheese. So it's a macarena to me. But no one wants to see grandma shake that ass or pelvic thrust when (laughs) they scream, hey, macarena. (laughs) Even though you know at the back of your mind that's how we all came into existence. Yeah. No one wants to see it actually in action. No, no. Not time to a song. (laughs) Waved in your face. So when you hear uh, the origins of the songs, it's probably going to forever taint your view of this song. And when people do it and you're looking around at like, say, when the Rangers win the World Series again yeah, and everyone's yeah. doing the Macarena. Yeah. 
uh, you're going to go, oh, God. I think this might be beneficial for them. This then. will be. So yeah. I want everyone to have that scowly there, s- fart smell yeah, face like I have when I see it. There will be some fewer mocker rainers. I hope so. Yeah. Is that what they're called now? That's our goal. Okay. Yeah. So the original lyrics are in Spanish. So most people don't even sing that. They just know the two words, hey, Macarena, or make up the other words like me, Laurie. Well, do, Yes. So Macarena is a popular female name that honors the Virgin of Hope. Okay. The Virgin of Hope pretty much gets lost in the lyrics of this song. Uh-oh. Because she is gone. She disappears. The Macarena in this song, it's based on a true story. Macarena in this song has a boyfriend who left to join the army. Oh. And while he is away, she engages in sword threesomes with <laughs> men in dance halls. Here's the lyrics. <laughs> now one on what was supposed to do, he was out of town and his two friends were fine. That's a translation. What? Where, yeah, so she's like, hey, hey there. My one boyfriend's and a two, out of, and a three. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> oh my god! So when you're counting your yeah, yeah, whatever. you're counting your uh, fun moments. So, like I said, it, it was it was loosely based on a true story of a flamenco dancer from Spain, and this lady, I'm using that term loosely, would seduce men to come to her hotel room, where she would drug them and cut off their penises. What Bobbit yes. moment? Uh, so I know Macarena went insane when her boyfriend went to war and never returned. Uh And so she would go into the dance halls and this is, I guess, how she dealt with it. Oh, okay. Um, some might take on a hobby, but this is a hobby that's a whole nother level. Right. And she had a penis collection in an effort to numb her pain or whatever she was doing. (laughs) I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know. (laughs) But here's the weird thing is she was caught when she brazenly wore a belt of her trophies dangling from her waist. Six men, six men were victims of Macarena before she was caught. (laughs) And here's the other weird thing. She's still out there. Two days before her trial, she escaped from jail and disappeared to never be seen again. Oh. So the penis mistress is running about in the hills of Spain. <laughs> oh, God. At I wonder, that's is, the way she I'm wearing, it. is she wearing the belt? I know. <laughs> <laughs> they probably took it away. Can you imagine? That would just. It's I like mean, instead of Chinese stars, she throws them in. Right. <laughs> so you like show up. I, attack so mode. I didn't get where she showed up, where people were distressed and saw her penis oh necklace or I mean, belt yeah. but what if it was like applebee's she walked <laughs> strolled into applebee's and she's wearing a penis belt <laughs> and, and all the diners are horrified and oh moms are covering their kids eyes <laughs> or like do you look at it and go that looks familiar i don't know what that is on her belt right kind of shrivelly why does she have six dildos and it's like <laughs> oh what but did it would it look like dildos though ah <laughs> I don't know. Or did it start smelling weird? <laughs> Is six dildos an unusual number to have? <laughs> I don't think it's unusual. Uh, I just don't think that you wear them as a belt. Uh, Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Is it the kind with the suction cups? Because those are you supposed to put on your head. Anyway, <laughs> That's a unicorn costume. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be a great unicorn. So the writers of this song, Los Del Rio, sanitized the tale a bit 
And uh, they're making every sporting event less enjoyable by adding a horrible dance that everyone feels compelled to perform. But also, yeah. they've sanitized this horrible oh. story of the Macarena, yeah. this person, because it is a woman's name who did wow. unseemly things yeah. with wieners. Well, it almost makes sense because it's like, hey, Macarena. I feel like there's some kind of hidden joke in the whole thing. You got to wonder. Yeah. But I think I also innately knew that there was some menacing story behind this little ditty mm, to make me hate it. Yeah. Besides seeing old people and young people alike <laughs> do that. You're getting hit dance. from all directions with right? this one. But I just never guessed that it was a celebration of a penectomy. No. <laughs> which actually is a real thing. That's what, what it is when you cut off someone's penis, it's called a penectomy. What? I looked it up, it's a Holy. medical term. Holy crap. Oh. All I have to say about this is, guys, protect your junk. She's still out there. <laughs> don't get pulled into that one. Or don't do the dance, because I think, yeah. what if it's attracting her? Oh, there you go. Almost like the ghost kind of stuff. You're at the soccer you match. attract the spirit right. by doing something. So Spain, I guess it would be called a, a football match. You're at the football <laughs> match, and she w- strolls into the arena yeah. and she sees everyone calling her name yeah. and doing pelvic thrusts and that <laughs> stupid arm thing. Yeah, yeah. And she's got an extra spot for another penis. Right. Yeah, so she wants to fill that void. What if she had like Chewbacca has the belt that goes across him. She's got like a penis, uh, what are, a bandolier? It is, yes, very Spanish looking. Yeah, so. bandoliers are Spanish. Yeah, you might be on to something. I know. Or, Penis I'm, bandolier. You can put your dildos in. <laughs> With a little uh, hat, sombrero. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that definitely made it dark. I was but... laughing at someone losing their penis. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> well, and uh, to move on from that one... Mine's not nearly as dark. Well, I don't know. It's It's dark. It's pretty dark. It is. But many uh, yacht music fans are familiar with the song Dancing in the Moonlight by King Harvest. I really, really like that song. Everybody's dancing in the moonlight. Yep. Yeah. Well, it was released in 1972. It reached number 13 on the billboard. So it's popular. It was a hit. Yeah, written by Sherman Kelly, and Sherman had an experience in his life that inspired this song. So Kelly and some friends of his ran a nightclub in the Virgin Islands in 1969. Oh, there's no virgins there. (laughs) It's mislabeled. Oh, I'm telling you, it gets pretty bad. One day... Uh, He and his friends, they rented a 65-foot yacht and traveled to St. Croix for the day. Little did Kelly know that he was prone to seasickness, and he and his girlfriend got really seasick on the crossing to St. Croix. When the group arrived in St. Croix, those aboard took a dinghy to shore to look for some dinner. But Kelly and his girlfriend, they're feeling sick from the trip, Mm -hmm. And we're not interested in eating at that point. When you're sick, last thing you want to do is... Eat some shrimp. Yeah, partake, especially seafood. No. But the group got its food and decided to head back to the boat to spend the night. 
Kelly and his girlfriend looked out into the harbor and saw that the boat mast was swaying back and forth. They decided to stay in town overnight rather than risk any more seasickness on the boat. There was only one problem, though, is that due to him being so seasick and disoriented, Kelly had left his wallet on the boat and had no money or credit cards for a hotel. So it's time for them to go around, and they went to a couple small inns, and they were turned down at both locations for them to getting a room. And this is before cell phones. This is 1969. Kelly's girlfriend then said, It's a beautiful night. Why don't we just stretch out on the beach? So they did. And that's the last thing Kelly remembers very clearly. Ooh. What happened after that was pieced together through bits of Kelly's own memory and the recollections of other people. But according to those accounts, while they were sleeping on the beach, Kelly and his girlfriend were the victims of a vicious St. Croix street gang. What? You'd never imagine a gang, a street gang in St. Croix. There are no gangs in, on islands, are there? Well, and in the 69? Well, you know, there's always that one area you don't go into anywhere. <laughs> well, that's so, true. But Kelly was severely beaten by five gang members that were wielding baseball bats. Shit. His girlfriend was raped by the gang leader. But before the others could also take advantage of her, the other members of the gang, Kelly regained consciousness during the attack and fought back, making enough noise to scare off the attackers while Kelly was drifting in and out of consciousness. So, wow, I know. So he's just doing whatever he can to save his girlfriend and himself. And now, actually, they managed to um, get them away and they followed the lights along the shore, eventually making their way to the only St. Croix hospital. Kelly and his girlfriend were thought to be among the first victims of a notorious gang in St. Croix called the Fountain Valley Gang. That's a horrible name for a gang, and I'm not making light of what they did. I mean, it is kind of embarrassing to say you got beaten up by the Fountain Valley gang. Right. <laughs> it sounds like some people from an old folks home. All right, that have done a little uh, get-together. Right. Yeah. They're walking out with fruit cups, <laughs> seersucker slacks. But here's the crazy thing is that in 1972, this gang murdered eight tourists and wounded eight more. Oh, my God. And it devastated St. Croix's tourism for many years. So they're lucky they were alive. Right. And they were the first victims, I said. So, yeah. so this gang was new. Yes. Then. So that's where it was just kind of like, I guess the gang hadn't gotten to the level of killing yet. But Kelly, when he was in the hospital, he woke up, he was going in and out, and he remembers hearing the doctors saying that they doubted he was going to live. Oh, my God. But Kelly did make it, though. He and his girlfriend Mm -hmm. both survived. He spent several days in the St. Croix Hospital, eventually returning to St. Thomas, where he stayed at a friend's house while he recovered. 
Eventually, he was healthy enough that he got back to New York, where doctors in New York were able to re-break and reset the bones in his face. Oh, my God. And address his other injuries during recovery time. Well, guess what? Here's where the song comes into play. He wrote the lyrics for Dancing in the Moonlight, and it... He did it because he envisioned an alternate reality, the dream of a peaceful and joyous celebration of life. It was just him imagining a better world than the one he experienced in St. Croix. Wow. So he was taking... It actually almost has a sweetness then. When you listen to the song, because I'm not going to lie, I love Yacht Rock. I love this song. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Can you imagine? Okay, so no cell phones which is hard to imagine at all. So his buddies come back, his other buddies from the band, yeah. come back looking for them in the morning. I mean, and I, you don't have any way to get in touch with them. How did they? I don't know it's how. It's logistically I know, impossible. We, I don't know how we did this back before. I phones. can't even imagine. I wouldn't have made it here to this studio if it hadn't been for GPS. <laughs> it's like, how did we survive without cell phones? So that's nuts what they ended up experiencing. And There he goes turning it into such a lovely song. Right. Did you find anything out about the girlfriend? I mean, was she okay? Yeah, she ended up being okay um, because he was definitely the one that was more beaten up physically. I mean, she was mentally beaten up and physically abused, but it sounded like he definitely had some major work that needed to be done on like his broken bones. All those virgins went crazy on that island. Oh, I mean, what was the Fountain Valley gang? Right, the Fountain Valley gang, those that gang of old Sounds people. Sounds like the kind of gang that would be at the mall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the where Fountain the Valley fountain mall. is. And they just hang out there and have cigarettes behind their ear and just harass people at the food court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they love the girls that make the you corn You're going to eat that orange Julius? <laughs> Oh, man, can I have a dip of your pretzel? What an ass. Oh, God. I love this. There we go. I queued up the right music. (laughs) Um, There's an actual dark story to this song. Oh, yeah. Which is, it's a song about one-star reviews. (laughs) This is a Lone Star Salute, everybody. Yeah. The kazoo is so fitting for one star. We had to add the kazoo, otherwise it would be too dark. Oh. <laughs> we had to liven it up a little right. bit. It, uh, like, tears, everything. It's not good. Oh, yeah, because I was crying when it was just the acoustic, and then we like added f- the kazoo, and I yeah. started laughing. Full body cry. Yeah, <laughs> full body cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where the chest starts hurting. Right. And yeah. Oh, God. And then you don't know if you're laughing or crying. Right. Well, I do sometimes feel that with these one stars, but it's always laughing. It is mostly laughing. Yes. So it do you is. have one? I do. And you know what? It was actually impossible. I will go as far as to say impossible to find a negative review about Dancing in the Moonlight. But I did find a one-star review of a band that covered Dancing in the Moonlight. Nice. I know. If you can't get it one way, go the other route. That's what she said. (laughs) Go around. But there is a uh, band called Jubal, and there's a YouTube video of them performing this song. The reviewer says, the woman singing is shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
she sucks the fun and joy out of the song. For that understated style, which sucks anyway. People are going on like she's got the most amazing voice ever when it's not that special. Not more so than, let's say, Beyonce. The fact of the matter is, music acts like Stockholm Syndrome. Feel free to check that fact out. It's true. The repetition makes your brain release pleasure chemicals. So you find that you hate a song, but because it's literally forced down your ears every day, multiple times, you end up liking it. My personal spin on that is, those that this affects who get brainwashed, quote-unquote, into liking a song they didn't previously just because repetition are weak-minded. Man. I'm not sure if she's talking about the song being played so much or the number of times they say dancing in the moonlight in the song. I actually counted it, and they say it 18 times in the song, the phrase Mm. dancing in the moonlight. It makes it legal. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not sure, but it's interesting. She mentioned Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. And I, the things I found about that, it referred to a prisoner falling or having captor. at a re- Yes, exactly. Yeah. That it's where it's almost like they just grow to love them or some level of appreciation for them because they're the captor and they just get that repetition every day. And so they're claiming if you hear a song you think sucks all the time, you're going to start liking it. What's the opposite of Stockholm Syndrome? I have that. I've heard (laughs) it like a million times, and I I don't care. Oh. What's a song that you've heard a million times that... So I don't think that this is true. uh, Maybe we're strong-minded. See, I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Probably hating it and never liking it anymore. Philadelphia Syndrome. Fort Worth Syndrome. <laughs> oh, really? Fort Worth Syndrome. Right. Oh. Okay. Name it for a city. Let's name it. Yeah. We have let's... Fort Worth Syndrome. <laughs> okay. We're just, we're strong-minded. Mm-hmm. We won't let anything change our brains. What what review do you have? My Lone Star review is The Macarena oh. by Los Del Rios. Rude. And this person who reviewed this is Louie Louie 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. And Louie Louie says, I can sum up the 90s as this, surviving the Macarena. <laughs> every age, every rando, coordinated or not, is doing the Macarena. <laughs> you don't need rhythm. You just need to know where your chest, head, and butt are <laughs> and how to find those parts with your hands in a specific sequence. <laughs> Here's the deal. There are quite a few people who don't know where their body parts are. And they are still dancing. Nothing says stop it like a frumpy old guy flapping his hands in the air and wiggling about. (laughs) I know that we're supposed to dance like no one is watching, but everyone watches a train wreck. (laughs) We just can't stop. But you can. Just stop. Don't. Just don't do it. Stop doing the fucking Macarena. (laughs) Thank you, I think he took the words right out of our mouths. Right. Talk about something that's just so watching a train wreck. I know. (laughs) Now, see, he needs to know the dark side of it. Then he can spread that news. So everyone stops. But we can only dream. But we'll keep hearing the Macarena, I'm sure. Mm. Mm. Stockholm. Fort Worth Syndrome. Oh, Fort Worth Syndrome on Macarena. (laughs) You're right about that. Oh, ow.
But you know what? I do have Stockholm Syndrome to this song. <laughs> the happy ending song. You, you mean to tell me you didn't like the song in the beginning? But I've just thrown it at you so many times. Yep. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I like to get jiggy with this song. Oh. I do. It's a good song. Put on your bandolero. <laughs> My dildo bandolero. T- <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, start juggling the dildos. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, that's a bad mental oh, image. That's a bad well, mental image. Something bad can happen. Let's see him catch the third one. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's recap. Yes. So we've got the good old Macarena. Or Macarena. Macarena, Macarena. As uh, Jenny says, but it's still Macarena to me. Macarena Southern. Southern mac and cheese. There, there really is a dark story behind the Macarena. Oh. Macarena. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is loosely based on this flamenco dancer named Macarena. Wow. Macarena. I never thought it'd be a name, but okay. Yeah, it's a, and that really, it just the oh. virgin of hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, she keeps slicing them off. She's still going to be a virgin. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, there's... <laughs> <laughs> I Ooh. guess that really gets into a deeper thought. Wait, are you a virgin if you cut off a penis? That'll be another one to think about. You're uh, not a virgin of hope. Virgin of despair. Virgin of despair. <laughs> virgin of the penis. Right. <laughs> Penectomy. <laughs> and the one I talked about, Dancing in the Moonlight, that's a true story. They have talked about it. He has talked about it himself, the experiences he had from that. So horrible experiences, but that really happened, and an amazing song came from it. So we have zero jackalopes. Yeah. Zero. We're totally legit this episode. It's Spanish for zero. (laughs) Zero. 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 (laughs) Jackalopes. Yeah, I think we've we've been very truthful this episode. Except for that weird mall gang. (laughs) (laughs) The food court group. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone, we really appreciate you and thank you for listening. And please follow the links on our show notes to find us on the socials. Subscribe, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And join us next time as we question, is it real or is it a jackalope tail? Hey, Macarena. Say hello to my little dildo. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I made made it Scottish. (laughs) 